Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by branding consultant Natasha Rolls of the MRL Group to discuss how she mixes work and play to create great social content, why video is such a powerful medium, how she once got 5 million views on a TikTok video, and much more. Natasha, welcome to The Social Angle. Hey, Vinny. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and happy to chat with you all. Absolutely. How are things in South Carolina today? Well, it's wet right now, um, but it's been beautiful. We have had some beautiful weather. We had some snow just last month. It's We get it all here in South Carolina, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We, uh, we have really chilly, raw, like March weather today, and it's been unusually warm. I guess up until, you know, the last couple of days, it's been beautiful in the Northeast and it, it's probably been beautiful down in South Carolina as well. Um, but it is March. We get these weird stretches of, you know, 60, 70 degree days and all of a sudden we get snow. Yeah. But the rain is washing away the pollen, which is winning. Yeah. <laughs> that is what we need. I got a friend who lives in Georgia. I go down every year. I know all about that crazy pollen down there. It's insane. Yeah. A blanket of yellow covers the cars. Yep. All right. So, Natasha, before we get started, can you take a minute to introduce yourself, your business, and how you find yourself in the promo industry? Sure. So, I'm a branding consultant with the MRL Group, and I started in this promotional products industry right out of college. Um, I graduated from Georgia Southern University in Statesboro, Georgia, and I had a degree in information technology. And I picked that because I loved computers. I loved, I mean, even, you know, back in the 90s, my dad was involved with computers with his job. And I mean, they were old school, um, you know, green screen. But I always had a passion for, you know, figuring them out. And I loved the chat rooms and the social angle, even, you know, when I was in high school. Um, So I ended up taking a focus in marketing and website design with my information technology degree. And that landed me a career with a distributor in Atlanta. Um, And I was managing, I think one of the, I feel like it was one of the first online stores in our industry. It was so basic um, and simple, but it was a store for Coca-Cola offices to purchase their merchandise and whatnot. And so I was hired just as a, you know, entry level, load us up some products, type up some fun descriptions. And since you fit into the demographic of some of these brands, you know, help us with some merchandise ideas. And then it evolved into me, um, you know, becoming an account manager and then getting into sales. Um, And so here I am now with, you know, my own book of business and a team that helps me manage all of our clients and their projects and events. Yeah, and I don't know how you've been in the industry for how many years, though? So it's coming up on 20 years. Okay. Yeah, 20 years exactly would be um, in two more years. 18 years in. Okay. (laughs) It feels like just yesterday. I know. Um, I'm 15 years, and, you know, from when I started, you know, and started doing social media, I just remember seeing your stuff. You know, I see you online doing some really cool things, and that's kind of why we're here today. You know, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about you know what you do on social media um so you're you're really good at creating content um you know that combines a little bit of work and a little bit of fun can you tell us about your approach to creating content and how it's been received yeah i mean that is our life a little bit of work and a little bit of fun um and i started i mean i started in facebook before it was even available at my university i can remember you know when you had to have specific university email addresses to get on Facebook. It wasn't even available to everyone. 
Um, and I, I remember early in my career as I started to get into sales, LinkedIn was a way I could connect with clients. And I was like, well, that's genius. Um, and so I, I started building a LinkedIn page maybe 15 years ago. Um, so I just recognize the ability to stay connected, both with your family and friends, which is fun, you know, the fun side of it, and then the work professional side, your colleagues um, in our industry, our, our high school friends and our former employees and even our former bosses can become clients as your journey moves on. So I want to stay connected to everyone that I've met along my journey. And, you know, social media has just been a fun way to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, you talk about the fun aspect of social media and you know i always preach about it too i'm like you know people go to social media to have fun they get they go to social media to get away from work so you know if you're posting stuff on social media that is just work specific and it's you know people don't want to see that sometimes you know they want to go to social media and have fun but if you can combine what you do which is you know the promotional products industry and have a little bit a little bit of fun with it that's kind of a winning formula. I always say, like, you know, combine a little bit of work and play in in your content on social media, and, and you're going to see results. You're gonna you're gonna get some engagement on social media. Right. Exactly. So TikTok and LinkedIn seem to be your platforms of choice. Um, what makes these platforms appealing for your needs? Well, I mentioned LinkedIn was kind of where after Facebook. I mean, I remember MySpace, <laughs> um, and that was where you really created a page for yourself. And then I remember when Facebook took it to be more of the news feed um, and where you shared updates. And so then LinkedIn did become more of a networking tool to just stay connected with my network. And I wasn't posting as much then, I was just using it to stay connected. Um, and uh, as I started to understand how video content was killing the algorithms, you know, your video content would be pushed higher in the algorithm and you'd be getting more views if you, you know, had video content. Um, TikTok, I guess, came into my life because Gary Vaynerchuk, if you follow him, Gary uh -huh. V, he was a big proponent of TikTok having the ability as a platform to just like organic, to go or to go viral organically or to have content that could be, you know, blasted out to millions of people. There was no other platform that was able to, I think, connect people and the engagement levels that, you know, the comments had on the different videos. It was just doing what no other platform had done. And they made it really easy because Gary is a fan of, you know, you can create one piece of content and you can still share it 10 different ways or 20 right. different ways, depending on how creative you are. So he was a big fan of creating the content with TikTok and using it, you know, through that platform. But they made it really easy by saving every video as to its own um, original native file that then you could upload or just directly share to other platforms. So it was and it was fun. TikTok mixes that music um, element of letting loose a little bit. And then they're quick and easy. You know, some of the best TikToks are just eight to 13 seconds, which for me is perfect. You know, right, just, right. I wanted people to get a little flavor of who I was. And I was learning a little bit about other people too. I mean, I loved going onto TikTok and seeing the celebrities trying to figure it out with us and right. celebrities doing the same trends that we're doing. And we all just felt connected. Um, so that's kind of how I have. I've really had fun using TikTok to create some of these videos that sometimes do better on, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook, sure, which is sure. where my audience is. So, I mean, you were an early adopter of, of TikTok. Now, two years ago, and I tell the story all the time, I did a podcast and, and I said, 
I was adamant. I said, TikTok will never be right for our industry. And, you know, I'm, I was wrong. I was, I, I'll admit it. I was wrong um, because, you know, two years later, you know, ASI now has a presence on TikTok. And you mentioned about creating great content. And TikTok has that powerful studio that you can create really cool. They look like they're heavily produced videos and they're not, you're, you know, it's just one person creating uh, really cool, interesting videos in their studio and then being able to take that video that you create in TikTok and push it out onto other networks. They, they, they allow that and that's awesome. And I think that's what the early appeal was for TikTok because I noticed a lot of people in this industry doing TikTok videos, not because I was on TikTok, because I saw them sharing that content on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. And that's how I started to, to realize that there's a future for TikTok. Right. Yeah. And LinkedIn too. I mean, LinkedIn, you share a lot of your, um, you know, your TikToks there too, but you're also very educational too on LinkedIn. You, you try to provide value. Um, you know, you, you engage people. So I've noticed that you're, you're, you're very engaged on those two platforms. And I think those two suit you very well. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I give myself a little bit of time every day to just, I like to have LinkedIn open as a tab on my computer so that it's like I'm always in a networking room. And when people can get my story through a short video, you know, I've had a customer say, oh, my gosh, you're so cool. And I'm like, thank you. I know, you know, you might not get that when you're emailing right, right. about a rush project and mock-ups. I mean, you know, it just is another layer that you're learning about the people that you're interacting right. with. And it, it's kind of disarming too. Like, you know, you see somebody for the first time on video, you've never met them. And you're like, oh, they have a really cool personality. They seem approachable. And I think that's what social content like that allows. You know, people can 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 feel related. You know, they're like, oh, I, I can relate to this person. I get this person. Um, you know, I know a little bit about them before I actually meet them. So that's what social media is all about. You know, connecting, you know, making, um, you know, those connections and and feeling comfortable about approaching somebody. Now, let me ask you about, um, you know, being in front of the camera. You genuinely seem like you you are completely comfortable in front of the camera. Was <laughs> it difficult to, to create video content at first um, or are you just a natural? Okay, it's always difficult to create content. And like my sister was here last week and watched me struggle on a TikTok that should have taken no time. And I really try to not, I mean, I try to not look too much into it, but even going back to when I was a kid, um, I used to, I used to do the oratorical contests, and I don't know if you remember some of those, or I think it was in elementary school, you would be tasked if you wanted to enter the oratorical contest, it was put on by the Optimist Club, and so they would have a title, a speech topic, and then you would write your speech, and you had the chance to perform it in your class, and then from your class, you went to the regional and state levels, and so... I used to love, you know, preparing a speech with my mom, um, performing it in front of my class, winning, and trying to go on to some of the, you know, the higher levels. So I've always enjoyed that. And then I'm competitive, like I just said. And right. I I ran track. I was a cheerleader. So I've kind of got used to perform performing in front of crowds. And then the natural, the sales side of it, I. I want my sales numbers to be high every month. And so I am looking to do different things that are a little out of the box. Um, so I guess that's kind of where my experience has brought me. I did have some experience as a kid and then 
I think naturally I just enjoy I enjoy sharing with people. I try not to overshare. Yeah. No. <laughs> try to keep it keep it classy, but I do try to have fun too. A little bit of yeah. work and a little bit of fun. Yeah, I ask this question a lot, um, especially because of how important video is in the role of social media. And, you know, by including yourself in the narrative of social media, you know, is an important aspect of a business because people want to see who's behind the scenes, but not everyone's comfortable about getting in front of the camera. And, you know, I, I'm very, very, um, you know, I'm in line with that because I was scared too to, to get in front of the camera for the first time. Um, but, you know, I try to tell everyone, look, if you know what you're talking about, you know, don't feel like you're an imposter because you're not familiar with social media. You know your business, you know what you're doing. Um, just get in the camera, under, you know, in front of the camera, press that button and go live or just do a video. You know what you're talking about, you know your business. Don't be afraid to do it. People embrace that kind of stuff. So yeah, they embrace. And you know, you have to practice. I mean, I the best TikToks and some of the best speeches. Even when I was performing those speeches, I had to practice over and over and over again so that it does become more natural. Because it's it's hard to be natural. Even the ones that might be natural at it have probably just practiced and done it a ton of times. It's like that with any sport. And I can remember Marcus Limonis. He spoke at an ASI mm -hmm. event. I want to say it was five or six years ago. Yep, yep. And his whole topic was on um, vulnerability as a business strategy. And when you open up and show some of your vulnerabilities and share your story and let people have like a glimpse into who you are, you do connect with people on a different level. So your little quirks, you know, that you might give yourself a hard time on is what is totally relatable to your customer or colleague or, you know, whoever your audience might be. 100%. The ums and the uhs and the you knows are all part of normal conversation. And we talk about this all the time. Don't, tr don't try to edit yourself. Like this is your normal conversation tone and your style. Don't worry about that. Everyone else does the same, same thing. You know, like we don't, we don't worry about that stuff. When I create a podcast on the back end in post-production, I don't cut out any of that stuff. That's, that's all the good stuff. That's normal conversation. Yeah. So we have a few uh, comments coming in here. So Brandon Karich, he writes, Natasha Tobias Rawls is awesome. Amazing content and person. Well done. Thank um, you. <laughs> so Embroidery Authority, um, they have a question. Uh, what is an example of something out of the box? Um, well, one thing that TikTok makes it easy is by doing those trends. You know, you see what kind of comes through in a trend on TikTok, which is either um, a song or a dance or a um, I'm trying to think like just a, not a move, but some kind of thought right. process. And so then there, you're, you're constantly being fed ideas through TikTok or TikTok for me, especially is always giving me some ideas on things that I can do that are outside of the box or maybe more conservative or traditional. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, you know, just sometimes when people first get onto TikTok, it takes a while for even your feed to show you things that are maybe of interest to you. You know, right. it's an evolving platform. I mean, some people can get a little weirded out by TikTok too, because the reason it is so um, wonderful, I'll say, is because it it pays attention to what you're speaking about, what you're clicking on, and I'll have a conversation in the daytime. And I'll see TikToks about that same content at night. It might answer my own question. Like right. it's kind of crazy how the algorithms and you know things work. But 
for me, I can get a lot of out of the box ideas by just following with the youngsters or even the people my age on TikTok, what trends are coming through. Yeah, you know what, TikTok, probably more than any other social media platform really keeps you up to date on what's trending because you have the for you page and it provides you all the, the really trending topics. And it's funny because I will see what's going on I'll, because you'll see these effects that people are using the, the trending effects. And then all of a sudden you start to see people in the industry. And I, and I think of somebody off the top of my head, Javi Melendez. Um, he does this too. You do it obviously. Um, but, when you jump on a trend that is hot, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and you bring it down to the promotional products level, you are going to, to kind of set the bar then because that's a possible trend that, you know, you may end up on somebody else's for you page. And then all of a sudden you're starting to get a lot of, lot of um, you know, views, a lot of likes, and you're going to start to go viral. And we'll talk about um, virality in, in a second. Um, now, I want to ask you um, about this hashtag that you've been using for the longest time that, I, that I've been following you, it's, it's called hashtag I spy swag. Um, you know, you've been using it in your posts since, I don't even know when you got on social media, probably before I got on, um, you know, and when you aggregate, when you aggregate I spy swag, you get a, like just a reservoir of content that has really cool swag in it. Can you give us a little background on the hashtag? Were you the first one to use it? And why do you think it's useful for our industry? Sure. So hashtags in and of themselves, and this comes from my IT background, I understand how hashtags work in the algorithms. And so, you know, there's there's tips about trying to use three to five, more or less. I think Instagram, you can get away with more hashtags. But those hashtags, they call them breadcrumbs that can lead um, your audience or anyone right to you. So anytime you use a hashtag, I love to use branding and marketing, some of the mm -hmm. general ones. Anyone who's looking for branding and marketing ideas or following that hashtag, you know, on, on Twitter, you can follow hashtags. I think on LinkedIn, you can follow yep. hashtags and topics. So when people, if there's millions of people following the marketing, you know, hashtag marketing sure. or hashtag, I mean, it, I guess I'm going off course, but I understand how important hashtags are. And right. then I also remember, you know, it's important to have a hashtag unique to you if you want to leave breadcrumbs to all of your sure. content. So I think I remember when I started using iSpy Swag um, and I did want to make a game out of it. I, like the iSpy game because there's so much swag and branded merchandise on social media. It You know, people love to share their welcome kit right. or share... Um, whatever swag they might have gotten or wherever their event, you know, it's something people say it's not an official. I hadn't really got the job until I got the swag bag. And right, I thought right. that was super cool. So whether it was something that I shared, you know, a swag bag or a piece of swag or merchandise that I created, or if I just saw it that someone else shared, I'd sure. be like, Hey, I love it. I spy swag. Right. Right. And I do think that it caught on with, you know, some of you guys who are also on social media and I love when other people use it. And sometimes I see random people using it, not related to branded merchandise. Sure. So it is, it's fun. It's, no, um, and I, I think it's a great way for you, for people um, to get ideas and, and, you know, I'll click on the I spy swag um, hashtag, whether I'm in LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter and I'll go through and I'm like, Oh, you know, there's some really cool um, merch out there, you know? And <laughs> I, I look at like, you know, not only are you, doing that but if the end user does it you know it's a, they 
click on, you know, or they tag something I spy swag that, you know, there's, there's more content for the funnel for you to say, Oh, look at this. Like there are some really cool, you know, ideas out there. So I love that you're still using it. I follow it. You know, I, I make sure I, I take a look at it every once in a while to see what's going on. Most of the people who are posting are, you know, it's you and, and people in the industry, but every once in a while you get something new and different and it's like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, my family knows I use it too. So, and my colleagues know it. So sometimes they'll be like, I spy swag, Natasha, right? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but it is, it, it's a fun, you know, when it's useful and it's a reminder to all of us just how visible right. swag and merchandise is online because you see it everywhere. Yep. And people will go to social media to show off swag that they get. They, that's, that's the benefit, I think, of a huge benefit of social media is people, if they love something, they're going to go to social media and show it off. Now, we have another comment, um, and this is a really good one, question from Lindsay Bonds. Do you use your personal LinkedIn to share content or a business page? This is a really good question, um, and we can both answer it. What, what are your thoughts? It is a good question. So I only have a personal LinkedIn page. Um, I created a business Facebook page and a personal Facebook page, but I ended up getting rid of my business Facebook page and just keeping my personal. That's something that we all kind of not maybe struggle with, but just trying to figure out what's best because it is my personal brand, Natasha, that I want my clients you know, to buy from me, but I'm also you know, powered by and working with a company as well. But and even on TikTok, I only use a personal page. Uh -huh. So when I share content to LinkedIn, that's typically my more professional content, which right. still might be a little bit of a <laughs> dance yeah. move. But, and so I just, I have chosen to only use personal pages, keep it, you know, classy. Right. And I, I do overlap some of my work. And I try not to overwhelm my personal, you know, people with work stuff. And I just want... I just give a little glimpse of what I do. So. Right. And, and look, there's an, there's an evolution that's going on in not only this industry, a lot of industries that uh, people are starting to abandon the pages or not, maybe not abandon the page that, you know, they work for, but they're creating their own personal pages and they're doing really good things with, with a personal page that kind of represents who they are and the brand that they represent. So um, you know, I think of you, I think of uh, Brittany Gotti for uh, Gold Bond. There are people in this industry who are doing some really great things on their on personal accounts for their business. Like, um, you know, it's it's tough with a with a page like the page is the brand. It's a little flatter. Um, you know, the personality, you got to think about what does this company represent? It's not just Natasha. It's not just Vinny. You know, it's more than that. If, if you're somebody who is willing to do social media and spend a lot of time doing it, I myself, I would recommend you create a personal account for whatever business and whatever platform that you're on and you can do social media. Like follow what, what Natasha's doing, you know, follow what Brittany is doing on Instagram, Brittany Gotzi. Um, you know, these are people who are really having success with personal pages for their business. Right, and you know, I support my company's page. So I share content from our company. The MRL group has its own, you know, account with each of those platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so then I, you know, it's, it's to each his own. There's always different ways to do it, but I have found most success and just keeping it, keeping sanity <laughs> to right. keep my, my personal pages on each platform, just sprinkled with a little work. Sure. Stuff. 
And you can mix, you know, you work and play, you know, and you can do that with your business page too. But, you know, when you have a personal account that represents both your personality and your business, you know, to me, I feel like mix it up. It doesn't have to be all business. doesn't have to be all play. You know, when you can kind of strike that balance, um, you know, show off your family if you're comfortable with that, but also show off what you do, promotional products, you know, that said that you're, you're going to be more approachable. People are going to reach out to you through the DMs or, or they're more likely to reach out to you through the DMs, through, the, mm -hmm. through those accounts. Now, I, I got to ask you, what are your goals for when you're for creating social media? And have you been able to trace anything back to a sale? Because bottom line here, people want to know, can I make sales with social media? Yeah. So I guess my with LinkedIn, I'm bringing in new clients and new projects and new opportunities every day. Um, you know, my, I have goals weekly and monthly and annually of how many new clients I want to bring in, new leads, which leads are converted to projects. Um, I have not, I have had people on TikTok, you know, send me DMs like, hey, I like what you do. Can you send me an email? You know, I, not a lot. And I recognize that, you know, maybe a lot of my content just isn't making it into the right hands on TikTok. And sure. so that's why, again, I create content on TikTok, but then I share it over to the platform where my peeps are at sure. and with LinkedIn it is my number one um, social media site to generate new business I don't have to have even someone's phone or email address but if there's a contact or a buyer that I'm trying to go after and I don't <laughs> now they might know but you know uh, I'll engage with them on their right. content I know how important it is sure I want likes and comments and I want to know that you know my content is either helping someone or making them laugh or ultimately you know I want to get the call that says, oh my gosh, sure. Natasha, I definitely need to get a thousand of those tumblers you just had right. in that video. But it doesn't always happen quite like that. But it definitely um, has made some of my current clients, I think, just feel a little more comfortable with me. They'll see some ideas that I share and say, hey, I like that mug that you um, had in that video. Or just staying top of mind. I know that on days where I post a video, I'll have a few clients email me after I've been trying to follow up with them. And, you know, I don't always know what brings them back to me, but I know that every week I've put content out so that those breadcrumbs are there. They might, right. I might have posted a video on a Monday, but they saw it on a Wednesday and sure. finally got around to ordering it, you know, right. the next week. But I, I like that you mentioned staying top of mind and that's what social media can do. Um, tracing sales to social media is hard. You know, it's, it's hard to know where somebody actually got into the funnel, you know, it's like, but social media being top of mind, you know, people seeing you every day, becoming familiar with who you are, what you do is going to work in your benefit. You know, having no presence, not being out there is going to hurt you as much as it's, it's going to help you. Like to me, I, I always say, have a presence, you, have, you know, and go in there. Even if you don't know what you're doing, have a presence and be, be visible, you know. Right. Do videos, do something, you know, stay and top engaging. Of right. Even my colleagues who may not post as many videos or as much content as I do, when they comment or engage with me in my posts, their clients see it. Right. So I had a coworker who was like, Hey, I got an order for um, some kits because I left a comment on a cool kit oh, wow. that you did. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want, you know? So just as important as creating the content is, you know, if you've got something valuable or fun to add to the world, engaging with content is right. I mean, right. how does it go? Content is king, is engagement queen? Is that how it works? Um, it's it, important. You can, you can coin that phrase today. I like it. I um, think I already, think somebody already has. Right. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, engagement, I totally like, if you just keep posting, posting, posting without engaging, you know, you're missing an opportunity. Um, but I always say like, you have to have the time to do that. Like, you know, you, if you don't have the time to invest in social media, then, you know, it, it's tough. Like I, I would recommend you not be on social media than to create a presence and, and, and be inactive. Um, so we have a few more comments here. Uh, Stephanie Rivera writes, I, she loves I Spy Swag. I think everybody does. And if they didn't know about it before, they know about it now and you're going to follow yeah. it. Um, and Brandon says, regarding uh, personal versus business page, smart. People want to know you. They buy from people they know, like, and trust. Boom. Um, yeah. And Brandon also puts uh, your information in there. Um, you're Natasha 80s baby on TikTok. Um, yeah. Absolutely go there and, ch and check out Natasha. Um, now, a couple more questions. Um, so you're big on promo trends. Uh, you know, I see you posting content all the time about trends. Can you tell us some of some trends that you're seeing now? Um, you know, one of my one of my favorite trends is probably been evolving since I started in the industry. I guess there's micro trends and macro trends, but I think that the um, attention to some earth friendly, e conscious products made from natural and renewable resources. I can remember 10 and 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot. It kind of looked not classy, right. not sleek, right. not modern, but I keep seeing so many beautiful um, house goods, office goods, um, drinkware, portfolios, all made with these just beautiful, natural, you know, bamboo, cork materials. Um, I love it. I feel like this past year or two, we've really taken this, I guess a step up right. um, in the design uh, aspect of using these materials to create some good looking products so that people don't feel like they're, they're just not, I don't want to say cheap, but they just didn't have that um, quality look as years passed. Right. And then I love the trends towards gifting products that kind of make you feel a little bit more nostalgic or right. that get you out playing with games, playing with your family. We've all done Bluetooth chargers. I mean, I have clients who say, do not show me another power bank, another uh, USB drive. Like, I know you've got new ones, but I need something different. And that's sure. where Zen gardens and succulent plants, you know, any product that ties into your senses has always been smart. And so products that have a sound or that have a smell or that promote well-being or that get you active, um, and there's just more and more of them as we all with COVID started to work from home and live sure. at home and cook more at home. It was kind of cool to see our whole industry shift towards more products that benefited our wellness, benefited the earth. Um, so those are just, I mean, they're not new trends, but I right. feel like we're just continuing to improve um, each that's, year. That's great. So we have another question from Lindsay Bonds, and, and this, is a, this is a loaded question. Um, she writes, how often do you think you should post on each platform? Now, um, I could take a stab at this real quick. Uh, Lindsay, it depends on how much time you have to devote for social media. And, and I feel like, you know, we've gone over this question a couple times in live streams and, you know, try to be consistent. You know, however much time you have, um, say you have 15 minutes every day to devote to one platform, I would say, you know, try to post once, one time a day, um, you know, try to post it at the same time, be consistent, you know, and if you have a lot more time than that, you know, do a couple, do multiple posts, um, you know, but be consistent. I love the idea of consistency and so do 
users. You know, they can they know when to expect you to post. Um, so to me, I feel like you know it's it's a loaded question. It's very relative to to what your goals are and how much time you have. So Natasha, um, you want to take a shot at that? Yeah. So I tend to post when I'm inspired, and that has seemed to work well for me. Um, you know, we get tons of emails from our suppliers and from all directions. And so if I see something, there's news, there's content, there's tons of things out there in this world that we consume. So it, it really two to three times a day. If you skip a day, it's cool. Um, every day is great. But, you know, if you don't have anything, if you're not inspired, if nothing quite, you don't have to force it. Um, it's nice to have a folder that just has some cool ideas, you know, throughout the week maybe and sometimes it's just a quote that motivates you and that's right. easy to share and sometimes i have no like new content to share but there is a cool quote and i'm not going to post quotes right. every day three times a day but once a week i'll do a quote another time i might share an article and another time it might be some color theory i love color theory and how purples and oranges and different colors play into branding and marketing um and so i feel like if you mix it up with something about your life maybe a cool product that you just saw, something you're working on. You know, there's plenty of things that you can post a little bit once or twice every day and keep relevant, but don't, don't force it. Um, and then I've seen some of the best social media managers. I mean, there are companies where this is all they do. Right. They'll prepare an entire month's worth of content in one afternoon. Sure. And, you know, I'm struggling to post let's say I'm struggling to post once a month myself because right. life is crazy, but then you've got these professionals who what they do with social media content creation and posting, you know, they'll map out a month or two in, in one day and have everything scheduled to where they have just finished everything they need to do for your whole social media calendar. And, I, you know, there's ways to be efficient with it. Um, right. I'm not, I'm not that efficient right now. I'm currently just posting as I'm inspired and um, trying yeah. to stay relevant. I think that's good advice for small business owners, which, you know, there makes up a lot of this industry. Um, you know, it's like, look at how much time you have to devote. Um, you know, like, and I always say, don't be on too many networks. If you, if you're spreading yourself too thin, you know, choose one network that, you know, you know, your customers are, um, that you're familiar with and then work from there. You know, if you can post there a couple times a day and then you can add another network, you know, do that, you know, kind of start small and then work your way up. Mm -hmm. um, so Natasha, I, a couple more questions. I have to ask you about this one. Um, you once had a TikTok that got over 5 million views. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about that one? Yeah, that was, um, I wasn't even in the TikTok and my daughter always lets, she reminds me, she's like, you weren't even in that TikTok. But um, okay, it was 2020 PPAI and I was taking video content of cool products that caught my eye. Um, and while I was sitting on the plane, we've all done it. You know, you sit on the plane, you're waiting for the flight to take off. I looked at some of the videos that I took and with TikTok, it recommends sounds or right, audio right. clips based on like what it sees in the right. video you've just uploaded. So I'm always um, trusting TikTok knows a little bit about what the video they can even sync it to where sure. the beat hits on a certain point of you know whatever is happening in the video it's so cool um anyway i picked a video that was trending with that song and that clip and i posted it and by the time i landed it had 600 views or likes you know and i'd never wow. had anything that had 600 likes before you know i'm happy right. to get 20 30 50 likes and i was like dang and i saw how it hit 
10,000 views and I'd never had anything hit that wow. amount. And just over the course of a couple of hours, I went from 10,000 views to 50,000 views to 100,000 views. And I mean, it was thrilling when your phone is blowing up. Like, right, right. You're seeing and you're getting new followers by the second. And comments and that particular video i think the reason why it went viral it was showing um a suction right. coaster that you know when you put it on a table if the table wobbles the coaster's not going to fall off well i got a ton of trolls in the, in the comments the engagement i, I love a troll. It, yeah. i want trolls to, to comment on my yep. stuff because it helps and they were all like well nobody has a table that goes right, like that right, and right. you know a thousand other people like that comment and that's what kept me visible. And then apparently, I think I started to reach an international market when some German, uh, like German folks were like, man, we need that koozie in our car. I don't know. I just, you could see how it started yeah. to take off. And I think the music that I actually ended up syncing to might have been an international song as well. Um, oh, wow. okay. It was an international audience and the trolls who thought the product was stupid um, <laughs> that, you know, took it off. So bottom line is you have no idea how it went viral. Yeah. That's exactly the ingredients of virality. There is no ingredients to virality. But, it's all luck. But I had I Spy Swag in that post oh, and it okay. got 5 million views. And so that was, you know, cool for me yeah, to, yeah. to know that I had a post that used a hashtag that went viral. Right. Um, and I've had other, you know, some videos that have gone viral just from a throwback song. I feel like, I feel like on TikTok when you, you know, I, I have songs and music that I like, and in my video with anyone else who likes that song, it'll put it in front of them. And so sure. you can kind of sync up with your people who love the same music as you do, and it's been fun. I like to say I'm bringing some of the throwback songs to TikTok to mix up, you know, some of the new songs that right. trend on there, too. And that's a perfect segue to our final question. I always end the podcast with a fun question. It's obvious from your social game that you love to dance. What kinds of music and artists make you want to move your feet? <laughs> um, okay. I have listened to all types of music my whole life. And I mean, as a kid, country, and in high school, I got into like alternative and sublime and different, you know. So my playlist currently has everyone from like Reba to Sublime, to Tupac, um, to TikTok songs. Like I hear a TikTok song and I'll download it. I just love rap, reggae, alternative, all of it. Um, anything with a good beat and some good good vibes. My favorite, I think, is reggae. I really just love those. With all the stress of life going right. on, I can put some reggae. I love Stick Figure, if anyone knows them. I can put their music on and just relax. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, again, Natasha Rolls, if you want to find her on TikTok, what is your handle again? So it's at Natasha 80s Baby. I'm an 80s kid, uh, 80s baby. And then Natasha Rawls or Natasha Tobias Rawls on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with everyone. I love engaging in your content. I try to find everybody in our industry on TikTok to make sure that I'm connected sure. with them. I, I want, you know, likes and comments and I try to pass that out to everyone else. I try to engage with people um, because I know, you know, it helps us all. Uh, Dudley George says, try Soka Music too. Okay, I know, so, uh, yeah. So I you're, you're getting that. some recommendations here as well. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a really great conversation. I hope everyone, you know, is open to the, the power of TikTok. You know, I sure am, you know, I was convinced 
um, you know, because I was pretty sure I was unconvincible two years ago that TikTok <laughs> was never going to be right for our industry. But for sure, um, you know, you've won me over. Javi won me over. Jeremy Picker won me over. Meg Herbert, like these people were doing really good things on, on TikTok. And I started to see the power. And once I got into TikTok, like you mentioned earlier, to be able to create great content simply because you can really create some cool stuff in a, in a short amount of time and then be able to share it in, in, in the networks that you know your audience is in, that to me, I think makes TikTok really worth it. Exactly. Well, great. I'm glad. Um, it was. It's always fun to share ideas. I love to do it. And um, I'm always looking for ideas and suggestions, too. So y'all connect with me. All right. You got a parting shot, parting word for the audience? <laughs> I don't know. Just Wait. have fun with it. Try to have fun. Try to laugh. You know, don't be too hard on yourself and don't be too hard on others because it, it does take a lot to put yourself out there. Um, but just have fun with everything. I agree. All right, Natasha, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on The Social Angle. Thank you.